Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. are tuning in that's very that's very true and show of you i've been i've been well, listening to a lot of podcasts and i feel like now i have like a new way i want to say things we, we should have an intro when we were listening i was listening to toast and it was like good morning yeah but what would ours be i don't know you're the singer I don't okay good <laughs> morning be, be easy be easy <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, this is Aurora and Kristen reporting live to us right now from the Dear Media Studios. And we are just, it's just the two of us. And I, sometimes I like that better because I agree. Uh, three's a crowd. And like, we really just want to talk to each other sometimes. I and I have look, a lot to say. Looking into your gorgeous blue eyes. Sometimes I feel like we're, we like look exactly the same. And I it's, like, I'm, it's like a mirror. I'm staring into the depths of your soul right yeah, now. Yeah, except you have a baby in your belly and I don't thank the Lord. <laughs> Could you imagine right now? Thank God. Mm. Thank God. At no. least you pounded out two. I pounded those two out hard and <laughs> uh, my body is, well, it's never been the same. Let's just say my vagina is now a hallway. It used to be a, <laughs> uh, it used to be a little, you know, cave. Bef- before we get into just today, I will say I want to do like a full episode on vaginas and like a vagina. I want to do like a this post baby, I want to do like a vaginal rejuvenation. I have a lot to say about vaginas because I never, I've only ever seen mine and my sisters. And like, I always thought I had an ugly vagina. And then when I went to get a treatment done from uh, Dr. Berman, who does like, she's known for doing like, basically like vaginal rejuvenation mm-hmm. stuff. I literally did this for a paid post because I am hashtag Love shameless. It. And she was like, you know, a lot of women think that like their labia should be, look like a, two-year-old girl and like there's this idea of a porn star vagina but that most vaginas like actually look just like yours it's normal and I was like if you had just told me this when I was like yeah you know 14 in my sexual prime (laughs) I just I actually just asked because I work with a med spa and they're opening up a vaginal rejuvenation wing if you will and so I was like it's like Ty like how's my vagina like just tell me the truth like you you know like what do you think he was you've got a great vagina oh my and I was god like, fuck yeah like you know something so disgusting mike he's mike's my ex-husband he's gonna kill me for saying this but he used to call vaginas roast beef 
Well, there that's what I've heard, like roast beef or like meat curtains. Meat curtains. That's <laughs> so disgusting. But what I call Can them, I just clarify? I said 14 in my sexual prime. That was an exaggeration. <laughs> yeah. My prime was much closer to like my back. late 15-year-old yeah. years. And I do not recommend that for any of you young girls out there. I have lots of issues. Hence why here I am trying to hash it out 30 years, uh, 20 years later. And it's not going well, actually, but... Anyway, that's a whole other episode. Yes, yes. But I will just say on the last vagina note is I like to call it instead of a camel toe, I call it a puppy paw. I think it's way cuter and more feminine than a puppy paw. It's like a cute little, it's like a little baby paw. I don't like that at all. It makes me feel weird. (laughs) I think you're sexualizing puppies. There's something that you need to work on. Camel toe. Camel toe, at least like, you know, I think of a big hoof. I don't want my vagina to be a hoof. Oh, baby. I, I just love your big hoof. Let me get some of that wet hoof. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, anyway, I guess the point of that is just if you think your vagina is not normal, you're wrong. Your vagina is normal. It's perfect. Unless it's itchy and red, then go to the doctors. Go to the doctors. Um, and guess what? Guys really don't care. It's a vagina is a vagina is a vagina. If they can put their dick in it, they're happy. I know. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's really true. I've learned that, too, in my days. Yeah. You know, they <laughs> they prefer a variety, really. So it doesn't matter how gorgeous yours is. They're probably going to find someone else. Uh, Kristen would disagree with me on this. This is, this is actually what this podcast is about. <laughs> Aurora, the cynical one over here, saying that, no man will ever want just one vagina, no matter how beautiful it is. And Kristen seems to have this other opinion that, you know, there are men out there who... They're called unicorns. Yeah. Well, they don't exist. Unicorns don't exist, okay? <laughs> They're mystical, magical creatures. Their name's you Tyler to... Gaffney, that... and he's taken. <laughs> he is. They come out at night, full moon. They, you know, you want to believe them. You're not sure if they're real. But I promise you, they do exist. And Tyler Gaffney is Kristen's husband, who yes. we will be referring to. We'll his, have him on one day. Interchangeably, his name is Unicorn and Tyler Gaffney slash also my text arch nemesis, who yeah. if I don't respond <laughs> in two seconds, he puts an exclamation point on my text and sends 4.30 a.m. emails because he's a beast. He is. He's but he's pretty, fucking hot. He is. He's My very mom's hot. always like... That Kristen, she is just so gorgeous. And her husband, I have never seen a better looking man in my life. He's very, um, I I call him like Adonis. He's just like this, almost like a Greek god. He's like, got these dimples. Oh, yeah, deep dimples. And he's just, he's got this smile. Like you'd think somebody that good looking would be nefarious. Like there's something, Something something's wrong. not right yeah. with him. And you know, I, I'm still not convinced. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting for this baby to come out of you and be like, I don't know. Well, he does have his flaws. Everyone has flaws like his, but they're more like annoying flaws. Like he always says, I know I'm annoying. Like I know I email you at 4.30 a.m. I know I if you don't text right back, like if I, God forbid, don't answer his calls for three calls, like he thinks I'm dead. He's like, her answer, answer, yeah. answer, which is actually very sweet. But, um, but also only you could be like, it's so interesting to me that you two found each other and that you were able to manifest each other at that time in your life. When I feel like I was all I was manifesting was like, you know, HPV and yeah. a couple other things. <laughs> but like you manifested this person who you work so perfectly with. Like, I've never met two people who are just so on top of it. And you guys, I'm in this text chain with them and they just like flirt with each other and they're like, baby, it's in the Excel sheet. Ha ha. Oh my God. You color coordinated again. You're too cute. And they're like, Laura, are you there? Are you, are you dead? Question mark, question mark, uh, exclamation yeah. mark. And, like they're so clean and neat and organized. And they, and then when you see them, it's disgusting. They're just like all over each other and like hugging each other and like 
whispering sweet nothings, but it's actually, they're not the couple that's gross to be around. Like actually when I first got divorced and we went on vacation with Olivia, her boy, my sister, Olivia, her boyfriend, Christian, Tyler and um, Kristen and me. And Tyler was so sweet. Like he literally like took me under his arm and he was like, Rora, me and you and Kristen, like we're going to have so much fun on our like a little honeymoon vacay. And he just like made me feel he does. He's, he's like, me- you look so hot tonight. And yeah. like not in a creepy way. No, like, it's a- not creepy. He no. always wants everyone around him to feel like oh, he's very I call him a Navy SEAL. Like if you walk into a room, he already knows where the exits are. He already knows the creepy guy in the left corner. He already mm-hmm. knows the girl behind him. He's very hyper aware. And so he wants everyone around him, especially those he loves, to make sure they feel taken care of, that their needs are met. Have you eaten? Do you feel beautiful? Like, and he knows the power of a compliment with women too. And I have zero issues with him complimenting or flirting with my friends because I'm confident. He's given me that confidence. So when I see him call my friends sexy, I'm like, hell yeah, she looks fire. Like, hype my girlfriends up. Yeah, no, he's he's so sweet in that way. And like, I also think it needs to be mentioned that he played both professional football mm-hmm. and professional baseball. Yeah. Like this is like, he's like the Tiger Woods minus like all the issues. Yeah. <laughs> minus the hookers. <laughs> yeah. That, that I know of. But Still I, landed the hot babe, though. Yeah. blonde babe. But you know what's so funny is pre, I recall it pre-K. Pre-K, he, he was a fuck boy. Like he did cheat on girlfriends. He, he did whatever he wanted. Like, but I saw this Steve Harvey quote I love Steve Harvey, by the way. If you see him on his reels, like, I mean, what's the show he does? Um, I have no idea, but I have to pick this hair off. Oh, so thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I took an Adderall this morning, and I'm just, just like. Gotta do what you got, got to Everything do. needs to be perfect. Um, so Steve Harvey hosts, what is the show he does? Not The Price is oh, Right. Yeah, no, the one um, where he's like, uh, yeah, it, it, where you have to fill in the word. Yeah, what's it called? Family, Family Feud. Feud. Family Feud. Okay. So he hosts Family Feud, but he comes in and has these, like, He's like a preacher. He has these words of wisdom and motivation. And I just saw one the other night saying, you know, men can change. They are capable of change, but it takes the one woman to be capable of changing four. Uh, and there is I one. I totally disagree with that. I, I, I think that is so true. I think that there is no change you can make in your life, no matter what change it is, quitting cigarettes, stop cheating, all you can only change for yourself. And the minute that you, th- I think it's very, I think it's a very dangerous message actually to give women to, to think that, that they sh- could have the power or responsibility to be able to change somebody. Because then when the man doesn't change for them, which by the way, 3% of married men leave their women, leave their wives. Like the man's not going to leave for you. He's not going to, you're, you're the side piece. And there's, you can't change somebody. I don't think you can, you you don't have all the power to change them, but you can give them the strength and motivation to find that, that with that power within to want to change for yourself. So to your point, yes, you have to change. You can't make someone be better, do, do greater things and be a better human unless they are capable of change. It's like a drug addict. Like you can only help them so much until they want to change. But I think if a man meets the right woman who it's like, oh, my gosh, she is everything I've ever wanted. I cannot fuck this up. I cannot hurt her. I have to make changes. Once they find that power within themselves, they will change for her. But it is ultimately up to that man to, or woman to make that change. I think it's possible, but I don't think it's sustainable. I don't think it's sustainable because the change comes from a, an intrinsic place that can only be sustained. Like, listen, it, it, there's what's that quote that's like uh, for every for every beautiful woman, like there's a man out there who's sick of fucking sick of her. her. Shit, yeah. Like, you know, maybe you're. 
you're not always going to be everything to them all the time. Like, and, and then when you re- when the honeymoon phase wears off, it's like they have to have that intrinsic motivation to want to change for themselves. And and I feel like maybe I, I feel like I just have so much experience with this particular topic just because my past relationships have been like I was dating this guy for a while who he was an athlete. I'm just going to leave it at that. And, you know, I ended up finding out like years, like years into hooking up with him, dating. I was like, he never wants to bring me around his family. He never wants to do the college. I ended up finding out like I was a side piece and he actually had a serious girlfriend the whole time that shaped my like worldview on men really Mm -hmm. like had such a profound influence on me where I like became super depressed, quit law school, moved across the country, got my master's in teaching, like totally took a 180 in my whole life. And then I ended up marrying somebody where I was like, okay, you can have like, you can have extramarital affairs, basically giving him those hall passes because I didn't believe that it was possible for men to to be, to be able to be, to be, um, to, to change, to change, and you want to know the kind of men I'm attracting now? Married people who are like, "Hey, you want to date?" I'm like, "You have a wife." I'm not. I've ridden this roller coaster too many yes. times. I know where this should end. Well, I'm think, not going to be the side piece. I think too, like that's a lot of your personal trauma, which so many women have. And once they have that trauma, they tend to, like you said, attract it again and again and again. Totally, yeah. Which is sad, but it's like that goes back to even finding the change within yourself. Like, mm, what yeah. are what are the what are the things that you are doing over and over again? Like. I was also in a similar athlete situation pre pre T when same thing. I found out I was a side piece, and the second I found pre-tyler, that out, not pre-tyler, testosterone. Yeah, pre-tyler. <laughs> and same thing. The sec, you know what I did? You know what I did the second I found out? What? I called the girlfriend. Oh my god, I never did that. Oh yeah, but see how different we are. Yeah. Because I called the girlfriend. You nip it in the butt. I nip it in the butt because if that was me and my man had a side piece, I'd want to know in a heartbeat. Because I'd want to know if my man was cheating on me. And I have too much self-respect for myself to let that shit slide or to think he's going to change or he's going to leave or like he said, yada, yada. No, I don't want anything to do with you and your girl needs to know. And she can do what she will with that information. Yeah. It's about nipping things in the butt right away. I mean, I feel like that's where like you and I have like that fundamental difference where I wish I could be more like you. And I am working on it. and, and, And at least at this part point in my life, which is one of the best things about being in your 30s is that like I can recognize what some of my behaviors now and I know to stop them before I know where they're going to lead so I know to stop it but like you know want to know what I did when I found out that like I was a side piece I continued to stay with this guy for a little while because I want I thought maybe I could change him Mm -hmm. and it's like and I remember just my therapist being like Aurora even if like he would change for you and want to be with you like do you want would you ever trust him and the answer is no and to this day like I still don't trust men and like I need to get over that in some way of of realizing that that like that situation I don't know I feel like I've just been creating different versions of the same relationship for sure playing out in different ways and think and and I think I also have always cared more about I didn't tell the girlfriend because I didn't want him to be mad at me like and I didn't want Mikey to be mm-hmm. I wanted Mikey to think I was the cool girl who mm-hmm. like would like let him have that freedom. It's but like, see, both of those are putting someone else be, before yourself. Totally. It's all so like, I guess whether it's, it's motherhood or just your self-discovery or a relationship, you have to put your happiness first and also your partners as well. But there's a difference between happiness and ego as well. So you were putting their ego ahead because you and I also I think you knew if you had told their girlfriend what would have happened, you know, so and that's not the right person for you. But I can promise you that. Men care more about respect more than anything that goes with a woman respecting them as men and vice versa. Nothing is more sexy to a man than a confident, 
respectful woman who does not put up with their shit. They almost it's almost like this like SM dominatrix. They like like it. They yeah. they want to be not told, but men a lot of the times need to you have to spell out shit out for them. You yeah. have to say like, and this has happened with Tyler and I in the beginning of our relationship. I'm, I'm a firm believer of ultimatums. You can say you should never give your partner an ultimatum. But how are you supposed to communicate? Men, you need to communicate very right. clearly. Hey, guess what? We're dating. We're having sex. You cannot have sex with other women mm. while you're having sex with right. me. If you want to do that, by all means, hasta la vista. Right. Hey, we are dating. You cannot hang out with girls. We are in a relationship that's exclusive. Like, you have to spell things out yeah. for them. Not to, like put him in a corner and say, you have to do this. It's just like, this is where I'm at. Right. Meet me halfway or don't. That's fine. Right. But we're adults here. So we need to have that clear line of communication and always be on the same page. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you teach people how to, you teach people how to treat you mm-hmm. 100%. And I don't know what it is. Like it, it is so interesting. Like you find yourself manifesting different versions of the same relationships that don't work out. And it's like, it, you, you go to therapy and you can break it down. And like me more than anybody, like I'm kind of like, so I'm like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Is that the expression? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it's just like, I've read all the books. I've done the work. I've done the therapy. Like I could be a therapist. I feel like at this point, you know, I, I know the advice to give other people, but it's hard it's to like, take it. It's just this. Yeah. It's like this inner, this inner thing in me that like, wants the guy who like doesn't really want me like if you want me it's like I think Groucho Marx said like I don't want to be part of any club that would have me as a member and I don't know if you're born with that kind of insecurity or if it's or if it and the thing is like I don't have low self-esteem I am I I feel like I'm one of the more confident people I know like that's one of the Mm -hmm. first things people always say to me, oh, I love your confidence. I love, like, you say what you want to say. You don't give a fuck what people think. And I don't. Like, here I am spilling my guts out to the world. Like, I don't, I don't feel shame about how I, about how I feel. But, but for some reason, like, I don't have the self-esteem to, 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 like, want to trap any guy to be with me. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess I don't feel like I'm like, I'm like, would I want to be married to me? I don't know. Like, I'm kind of, a little bit of a pain in the ass. I'm not that. I'm a slob. Like <laughs> I'm a good mom. I would want to. I would want to be my own kid. But but I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd want to marry me. That's interesting. So maybe that's why nobody else wants <laughs> to marry me either. <laughs> I, okay. So I feel just like for the listeners, because based on what you just said, I sounding like an asshole. But I joke to my to Tyler all the time. Like if you ever like I always say, you cheat on me. That's the, pretty much the only way I'll leave because we'll figure it out. You cheat, I'm done. I'm taking at least half, all right? I've taken the kids, and they all know you cheat on me. So he knows that's happening. Yeah. Well, good luck so, in the state of California. Yeah. <laughs> if you, unless you've been married for 10 years, I can give you all the ins and outs of that. But no, but, you're not. <laughs> but, and I say that as a joke, and I, I also joke with him that I'll find a husband tomorrow. I feel like I know men so well. I, I'm just so in tune with what men need and want and what they want to feel. Mm. And that comes with, I feel like, a lot of studying. So before I met Tyler, I read a couple books that I think women should read that were really insightful. And I learned so many tips that stick with me to this day. One is my my man, Steve Harvey. It's called Act Like a, Act like a Man. They made a movie out of it. Act like, think, think like a think like a man, act like a woman, something like, along mm. those lines. So good. He basically tells you 
the insights of a, a man's mind. And this kind book of, sounds like the most chauvinistic, sexist. It's, it's so, but you have to book. understand a good um, a good offense is a good de- like was a good offense is a great understanding a good defense. Yeah. like you have to understand who you're going and up read against. between the lines. Yeah. what this guy is saying I, in his yeah, book. Yeah, I can tell you all day how I feel, but if I don't understand what what's how you process information, mm. how how are you going to hear? It's right. kind of like understanding your partner's love language, like they might have a totally different love language than you. So you need to understand their love language so you know how to give yes. and vice versa. So and they know men how to get to from you. Mars, women is from Venus. That That's a good too. one. The, and uh, why, men love, yeah. why men love bitches. That kind of goes down to the confidence thing and boundaries. And there is a fine line between being a psycho bitch and then mm-hmm. being a confident woman. There, there's a two totally different things. So those books I read before. And then, of course, The Secret, which is all about manifesting and attracting positivity into your life. Those are the kind of books I read. And what you want. And yeah, but attracting what you want versus what I don't want. Like, oh, I attract assholes and fuckboys. Well, you you keep going out with fuckboys because you keep attracting it. And just by me even like sitting here saying like, oh, well, this is what I manifest. And these Mm -hmm. are the kind of people that I bring into it. Like, I'm just perpetuating that by like, by ingraining it into myself as like part of my, like, that's not, and like we talked about on one of our other podcasts, like that's not who I am. That's something, that's a way that I've been operating by. And I have a choice whether or not I want to continue to operate that way. And, you know, marriage is a good test run, you know, the first one, at least for me, because <laughs> like I do realize in retrospect, like Mike, his love language was sex. Like if I had sex with him, we got along fabulously for the for, you know, 24 hours until he wanted it again. It's just like, was it sex? Was it like going to pound town or was it like a magical moment every time? Uh, because we, sex would, we had old. fun and that's that's the thing like it sucks because we had such good sex like, yeah when you when you're with someone for 10 years like you just like you get to know what each other likes you get to yeah. know each other, you're not there's no nerves anymore we had so much fun great sex but he no he wanted it to be like a he wanted to like stay up all night and have sex and it's like it's just hard when your lives are in such different places when I was breastfeeding my kids and I'm yeah. pregnant and all the things and like going through the postpartum ups and downs of all that. It's like he wasn't he wasn't communicating with me in my love language, which is like connecting yeah. cognitively, emotionally, mentally, having conversations. He's not much of a talker. Literally, his text, I'll write, you know, 50 paragraphs and he'll respond with a Y for yes. Not even the Y-E-S, just <laughs> Y or N for no. And it's like that didn't feed me in order in a way that made me receptive to him coming, you know, sticking his finger up my ass when for I'm sure. doing dishes. For sure. And on that note, too, I learned this in therapy. Such a great tool whether it's with relationships with with guys or friendships or career, whatever it is, where you feel like you need to say something is when you do this, I feel this and this is how I would like it to be better. So that is a non-combative way to communicate because so many times people ask me, like, do you and Ty ever fight? Do you ever fight? It's like, we don't actively fight. We mm. don't fight. Have we fought and been in fights? Yes. And I'll never forget this actually last summer. A girl asked me that same question. I was like, you guys are so cute. Do you guys ever fight? I'm like, we fought. She goes, what was your biggest fight about? And I said, none of your fucking business. Mm. And she was taken aback. <laughs> I know. I'd be like, but uh, it is. okay, and bye. I said, it, I said it nicely after a couple, you know, white claws, whatever. But it is. It's no one's fucking business. Yeah, but if what I have was a problem, <laughs> But if I have a problem with my husband, you know who I talk to about it? My husband. Yes. I don't go around to happy hours with my girlfriends. I don't text people and tell them, what, oh, my God, you won't believe it. I go to my husband and I say, when you did this. It made me feel this way. And this is how it could have been handled better and vice versa, because for all I know, he meant it a different way. How do mm. I know unless I go directly to the source? 
when I when you do this, I feel yeah. this. And you have to handle it one on one amongst like between your marriage yeah. or you go to a third party like a therapist. I find that very interesting. And it's something I never connected about you guys before. But it is true that like you don't have a lot of girlfriends. No. Like you don't have a lot of close girlfriends. No. And like I think I do, it's because, and they're sisters. Like, yeah. <laughs> here I am. I inherited her. Um I think maybe part of that is the fact that like you have your best friend and your mm-hmm. husband and you're not calling your friend and and, and getting her in her un, unsolicited, but also like unprofessional and like probably yeah. irresponsible input about about like what's For going sure. on with you and your marriage and taking it to the source. Sounds like it's like making One, your nips it in the butt. Yeah. And it, your best friend is your husband. My best friend, without a doubt, is my husband. When I have free time, I want to hang out with him. If I want to go to a party or go on a, a trip, I want to go with him. Like aside from the Copal sisters. I yeah. don't want to like go travel, do girls trips or girls nights, like, and to each their own, but it's worked for us. Yeah. Um, I, I find, you know, we work hard and we work during the day and we grind as parents and we are a team. But then when we have that free time, I want to go party with my husband. I want to yeah. go get drunk with my husband. Right. I want to go have crazy shower sex with my husband. Like, and that's how you get pregnant, ladies oh and gentlemen. My God. <laughs> really? I thought it washes away the sperm. Good to know. Nope. Found that out real quick. So going through a divorce, you know, you lose the the person that you might talk to about the serious things in life. And so I would turn to a lot of my friends, some new friends, some old friends. You know, I got a lot of friends. And and I'm, I, I mean, I say that kind of I don't have that many friends, but I have a lot of women that I talk to. And some of the advice that I got was just honestly just so irresponsible <laughs> because like you just don't have all the information that you need in yeah. order to really make an educated um, opinion on somebody and what somebody should do in their marriage or how they should yeah. act. And of course, they're only getting my side of the story. Of course. And I just found it to be like such a lesson in it's great to talk to your friends and wanted like the first it's good to release. Yes, it's great yeah. to release. But it, but it needs to be just that. And, and the, as a friend, you need to say to them do you want my do you I want love my that. opinion? I was just going to say that. And and also just like preface it with the fact that this is just only from what I've told you. Mm-hmm. And also I think it's really important not to 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 pressure them to to make, make any kind of decisions if they're not ready to, which is kind of infuriating for me cuz I'm the like especially with my sisters every time they've gone through a breakup or something hard I'm like listen I fucking told you what to do A B and C you got to do these things and then they don't do it and it's like I'm like I wasted all my time talking yeah. to you I could have been you know doing something else totally unproductive like well, I usually I do. think too when some, sometimes people just need to vent and release and get it out and that's totally healthy right I love what you said about the advice because whether it's relationships or anything in life I hate more than anything unsolicited advice. Mm. Like if I want your opinion, I'll ask for it. Right. So such a great tool you can use in these situations if your friend's going through something is, do you want my opinion? Like, do you you want my advice? Because maybe they don't. Right. And if they don't have the balls to say it, then that's on them, you know? But before you give advice, ask that question. That's such a great barrier. And then also, sometimes you just say, that sucks. Yeah. And that's okay, too. Like, be real. Right. Don't be like, it's all great. And don't be like, I know exactly how you feel. Yeah. No, you fucking you don't. don't. You don't. You don't. And the best thing you could do is give them advice on how to help them build themselves up. Yes. So then they're make in a better place to make a decision. Because you don't know the full story. You don't know the no full story. No one ever knows the full story. And the person who knows what to do the best is always you. It's just whether or not you're making your decisions from a place of strength. And in order to be in that place of strength, you need to be, you know, doing the things that make you And also, when you, and when you do want, you know, that that olive branch of advice from someone I always say this especially with motherhood is like go to someone you want to emulate 
Don't go to the girl who's 35 years old at the bar and has never had a boyfriend for a relationship advice. Go to the girl who's happily married with a husband and talk to her. She has some tools to help you out. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. go to someone that you respect in that situation. Right. I don't take sleep advice from a mom whose kid doesn't sleep through the night. You, you know? Actually, you've never asked me on my sleep <laughs> training tips, Kristen. I'm offended. <laughs> Meanwhile, that's another both one. Both of my kids sleep with me. Oh I locked the door. I'm like, oh. figure it out. Oh, my God. No, I, my kids sleeps on me. I have bags under my eyes today. But yeah, we. So, I love how we were like, we have so much in common. Like, we have nothing in common. We have nothing in common, guys. <laughs> we both have blue eyes yeah. and blonde hair. Oh, my God. But I think, so like, funny. ultimately, with, with a relationship, it all comes down to communication. You have to always be on the same page. Do check-ins. How are you feeling? Like, even if you're just at dinner, how are you doing? Are you good? You good? You need anything? Yeah. Like, just little things like that. Like, the smallest thing. Yesterday, Ty and I had a lunch date planned. And I'm dressed casually. I'm about to park. We took separate cars. And he goes, actually, go across the street. You have a, a massage booked. I'm like, what the fuck? You so, like, just totally surprised see, me at that. See, now he's just showing off. But see, like, how he knows you have it's... a podcast today and you were going to tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but it's But it's like those little things. It's like, to me, it's more than a massage. It was... You took time out of your day to think of me right. and this time and what I needed. Like, you'll probably get a blowjob you do that? <laughs> oh, okay. So, like, what do you do for him in that way? Because that's the other thing. I'm not a gift giver, really. We're not either. We and, don't give gifts. And, like, Olivia, my sister, is a super gift giver. Yeah. Like, But she's so stingy with her time, whereas, like, I'll give my time. The thoughtfulness. And that's, and that's, that's different love languages, too, <laughs> right? Because, like, Ty would rather me spend, like, one time I spent... <laughs> Way too long. I paint. This is really embarrassing. I painted a picture of a lion. Like I'm not an artist by any means. It's a terrible thing. But we have like this lion thing, lion love between us. So I literally painted art for him. Like I'm not yeah. an artist, right? But the fact that I put time and energy into something that was special was between he like, us. What the fuck is this? Well, <laughs> did no, Jackson make this at school? No, he loves it. It's in our well, it's in our oh. garage. Didn't make the cut for the house. Oh but, my god! But it was the thoughtfulness behind it. So I think understanding each other's love language right. and what they need is the biggest thing. And for for Tyler and I, like for him, he needs support. He needs to know that he is the man in the relationship, that no matter what happens through thick and thin, highs and lows. I mean, we've had times where we made $9,000 in one year. Like, how do people live? We live Wait, with how his, did you live? We literally lived with his parents and shared one car wow. with two kids, wow. right? Like, people don't know that. You don't share that on right. social media. Everything's great. Right. And this was only a few years ago. But like, that's the lowest moment for him as a man and mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not fucking leaving. I'm like, we're right. going to figure it out. I'll right. go to work if I need to. Like, you're still the man. You got it. And I'm going to pump you up. Mm -hmm. And if I need to check you, I will. But like, I got your back. And well, I you think, were working, right? Or were you not working? Not really. I was, I mean, I was influencing. And at that time I was making like a hundred bucks. Why didn't you go back to your tech job? So I was starting to, I was starting to like get my resume together, all of that. But then, you know, we just had a conversation. Yeah. Tyler started to figure it out. So you got weren't just projects. like waiting around for the man no, to make the money. No, no. I, I was fully ready to step up if I needed to, mm -hmm. which was very close. And then he started flipping houses, got a lot of opportunity. Mm -hmm. And the rest is history. And he's doing amazing. And Did I'm so proud. Did you not want to work? Like as a I didn't wife? really want to. I didn't want to go back to tech. Okay. So I, I didn't want to be in a cubicle. I didn't want to work for the man. I wanted right. to do something. But like mentally, I wasn't fully ready because I was still in mom mode with right. two kids under two years old. Like it was a yeah. lot. I was living at his parents. I, I also wasn't as confident. Yeah. But we both there's a saying from what is it? It's an amazing documentary on HBO. Oh, the Hulk sisters on HBO, <laughs> HBO, HBO Max. Check it out, guys. No, it's with what's his name? I mean, Jimmy Iovine. Okay, and he's one of the greatest uh, record producers of all times. And he worked with Dr. Dre. And um, Dr. Dre has this quote about him and his wife, who actually I think are now divorced, but they were together for like twenty years. And it's like 
Someone needs to be the rock, hold it down. One needs to be the kite and you can fly. But mm. the rock will always hold you down and keep you as a foundation. No, fuck that. I feel bad for the rock. Why yeah. do I have to be the rock? <laughs> I, I want to be the kite. You know, I know, but sometimes someone needs to be the rock. Yeah. So if someone is like needs to fly and needs to spread their wings and needs something in that moment of your part, that part of your life. Right. Like the other person needs to balance it out. And, right. it's all, and that goes down to even like chores around the house. You've got a list of, let's say, 100 things. They just got to get checked somehow. Right. So I it's agree. finding the balance. I totally agree with that. And I hear what you're saying. And I and I, and I think it's interesting, the story about you guys only having $9,000 in one year and that you were thinking about maybe going back to get a job because you weren't really, sh- you didn't really want to be the wife that worked. Like for me, when I met Mike, I was, I was a teacher. Okay. Imagine me with like, you know, my little kindergarten yeah. skirt on going to, and he was like, oh, this is exactly, he's the six, five macho does like all sorts of random jobs all over the place, whatever he wants. You know, some of them, some of them under the books, some yeah. of them not, you know, it's like, what? And I, and I was like, you do, I was like, you do whatever you want to do, whatever makes you happy, but he was making good money. And I was like, okay, I'll be the teacher. And then, you know, after I had Remy, my job kind of started morphing. I was like, I don't really want to go back to teaching. I didn't like the politics of the schools. I didn't like having a boss. I didn't like the hours. I wanted to be with my kids. And frankly, I was making less money than our nanny. Yeah. <laughs> so it made sense for me to be home. And then I started kind of being the dreaded dun, dun, dun influencer. <laughs> and he could not stand it. He thought it was so cheesy. He didn't like the, you know, the thirst traps. And I mean, and, and you guys, my Instagram, by the way, was not thirst trappy at the time. Like, it might be a little bit now because, I mean, it gets clicks and I have my mm-hmm. money. But, like, I just, that, that was one of the, like, that was like the beginning of the end for yeah. us because he really was not okay with me stepping out of that role that of, like, he the teacher mm-hmm. that made barely any money that had summers off that could kind of go by his schedule. So it's like, while I signed up to be with somebody who had all the freedom in the world that they wanted, you know, sexually and with a career and whatever he wanted to do, he couldn't he couldn't let me be an influencer because he thought it was cheesy and he well, didn't that like goes that I was back making to my, money. That goes back to my point. Is like, you wanted to fly and be the kite and he was not about it. Right. So that He's I, like, I'm the fucking kite. You're the yes, rock. This is what we signed up for. This don't was, move. It's like, that wasn't in the vows, okay? Yeah. But I think, it, I think that's where the flexibility and communication needs to happen in a relationship is if you want to do something and it makes sense, obviously, you're not being irresponsible. If it makes sense and you're like, this is my plan, these are my hopes. This mm. is how I plan to get there. Right. This is where you come in and this right. is where I need your help. Right. If you communicate that, it's like game fucking on. Let's yeah. do it, baby. Like I, when I wanted to start a company, it was this, the scariest thing. It took me years to get here and I'm still doing it. And I'm still scared shitless. But Tyler's like, if you want to do this, I will support you in any way, shape or form I can. And vice versa. When he wanted to go back to the NFL, which seemed absolutely fucking impossible, mm-hmm. I was like, you better train your fucking dick yeah. off and I will be here 100%. Yeah. And he made it back. Yeah. So I think just always being on the same page and supporting each other unconditionally goes such a long way. And that's where the confidence comes in within yourself because one, you're going for it without any constraints. And two, you have that communication and you're still a team. Right. You're not just doing it behind their back or doing something you know and they you love. And you feel supported. You feel supported. Which is why I want to call it a big red flag, guys. Okay, <laughs> I don't. there's no problem with an age gap marriage, but when I met Mike, I was 24. He was almost 40. A grown-ass man. He was a grown-ass man. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I was attracted to about him is that he's very, he, he was very sure of himself. He was very inflexible but at the time i probably called it something like you know i don't know a 
stable or yeah. something. That's not the person who's going to who's going to go who's going to just jive with your ups and downs. And I'm somebody in life who, you know, I want to be a Pilates instructor. I want to mm-hmm. be yoga. I want to do things. And the thing is, I, I'm i OK with being that's how I am. I'm a seeker. I try new things. I always had different jobs, which is why I love do, what I do now. I get to work with different brands all the time. I get to talk to, about whatever the fuck we want with you. <laughs> But like he, you know, he showed me who he was and and there was nothing wrong with that. But I, I, once again, going back to what we talked about earlier, I thought I could possibly change him and that he'd be okay with that because look at me, I'm fucking hot and I'm younger than you and I have that edge on you and, uh, you know, you're not going to not do what I want to do. And and the thing is, that, no, they don't, they don't change. They don't change because they don't want to change and well, they're not going to change for you. He he and we are humans. And at the end of the day, we are going to evolve and we're going to change no matter what. It's just a matter of which way we decide internally and make that conscious choice of which way we go. He is changing every day, just like you are changing every day. Mm. And I think the difference in something and that maybe more, yeah, more, more of a red flag versus green flag is finding that partner who is ready to change with you. Mm. Like, we're going to go on this roller coaster. There's going to be ups and downs, but we're going to go on it together. Mm. We're going to check in and we're going to support each other along the way. Because if you don't have that communication, you're going to change and go entirely different directions. Well, then why is it that in the Netherlands, they have the highest rate of happiness and they attribute that in part to the fact that many of the couples, they have the highest divorce rate. Many of the couples don't stay together. They actually find... What's the divorce rate? Do you know? I'm not sure, but I will, I can, we can put it in the show notes. But they have these really cooperative, well-running co-parenting structures that they have found to work. Um, very well for happiness of people. And it there's also studies, which we could put in the show notes to show that, you know, 60 something percent of Americans get divorced and the ones that stay together are actually, most of them are quite miserable. So in my opinion, we have soul contracts with people and the contract is for a certain amount of time to better each of you. And then when you can't be flexible and because the thing is, it's nice to say like we you have to find someone who can grow with you. You have no way of determining that if you guys can't grow together anymore or if you're just growing in different directions, it's your responsibility to each other and to yourself to not call it quits, but to peacefully part ways. Which Absolutely. But I think before that, if you set a foundation of tools like communication and everything that we discuss, like you can whether you elongate the process or avoid, you know, going that separate ways. Yes, I agree. If you have been at the end and you're like, this is just not fucking working. We've Mm. done everything we can. Then absolutely. Like for your own happiness, that needs to come first. But if you can equip yourselves with the the foundation of communication, that is going to set you up for incredible success in in your relationship and your self-worth and your discovery and in parenting. Absolutely. No matter how long the relationship lasts. You can never over communicate. I'm a firm believer of over communicating. Mm -hmm. And that's why I blow up your texts. You can never. And that is why I have 173 (laughs) unread texts from Kristen and Tyler. But you can (laughs) never, ever, ever, ever over communicate. And just at the end of the day, have fun. Keep it sexy. Find the magic. And I'm just going to real quick, we even touch on sex, but like sex is is sex. It's such a exchange. You can have you have sex with anyone, especially mm. as a woman. I could go down the street and have sex with 50 men right now. I if I wanted to hump a dry couch yep. and that it, it, enough it, for exactly. Me. It's enough. But if you can find something different with like a soul connection, which we should do a whole other episode tantra, about this. Tantra, 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 yeah. where it's literally like I black out in sex. You do? I black out. I, I black like out. That's not healthy. And you're having an aneurysm. Or no, something. I, no, like literally my feet have gone numb. I black out like it's your an ex- feet look numb. Now, <laughs> now there we need to drain those things right now. She's eight, pregnant. Eight and months. Swollen. All right, guys, don't 
someone's into it. Someone will pay for that sex right now. Sex is huge. And sex, sex for me is, is something I need, to, I need to dive into more. I think yeah. because I was so promiscuous at a young age and like my parents never talked about sex that like that's something that also in my head is for just sure. like, I, I'm not like an extremely sexual person. I like sex, but like I like sex with like new people. Oh, maybe we just figured it out. Maybe it's that I don't believe men can only have sex with one person because I don't want to have be, just yeah. sex with one person. Well, and on that note, if any of the listeners have any um, penises and want to come visit us. That part. <laughs> and then two, any, I'd love to do like a topic around Tantra or mm. like that magic energy exchange yes. of sex. I'm into that. So if you guys have suggestions, like drop it in the comments or on our Instagrams. But I hope you guys have learned some things, some good things, mm-hmm. some some red flags, some green flags, some tools. This is just has what has worked for me in my marriage. We're 10 years in, three kid, number three on the way. So I, I like to think that I have some piece of advice to help someone out there. Definitely do. Yeah. And I am learning a lot from you. And I hope that at least at the very least, my story can um, just let listeners know that wherever you are in your journey, divorce, not divorce, haven't found the one, there is no shame in your journey. And that, you know, it's all about it's all about just learning more about yourself. And yes. I'm not ashamed of my story. <clears throat> and you should never be ashamed of yours. Oh, I love that. Let's leave them right there. That was good. Now. <laughs> Bye. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.